Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Okay, so let's talk about our inner critic. Let's talk about what it looks like to gain real confidence and to go after the callings on our life. And we're going to do that with Allie Worthington today. Allie is a friend of mine. She's a fellow author. She's a fellow uh, businesswoman. She is a fellow believer. She's just full of so much. I feel like the best way I can describe Allie is she's fierce, but she's gentle. And she has such wisdom to share with us. And today um, we're talking about a lot of things, but really focusing in on how do we identify our inner critic? How is it different than maybe we thought it was? I think a lot of us think inner critic is simply, um, you know, the voice of doubt in our head, which to a degree is true. But the way she describes it is unlike anything I've ever heard an inner critic described as. And it helped me understand my own inner critic so much. And then also the practical steps I can be taking toward confidence and confidently moving in my calling. And believe it or not, no matter where someone is, whether they're just getting started on calling other life or they're several years into it and have had success that we can all begin to feel the weight of either needing to live up to past successes that we've had before or the weight of, you know, being afraid of what people might think if we start something or we try something or really afraid to put ourselves out there. And so we're going to be talking a lot about that today. And Allie's providing a lot of practical steps for us. Allie also has a book that is uh, coming out called Standing Strong. I really recommend you getting it. Um, and she's telling us a little bit more about what that is and why it's such a needed message in our in our culture and in our world today. But without further ado, here is my conversation with Allie Worthington all about silencing our inner critic. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Welcome back to She. I'm really excited to chat for the second time about a lot of really important things. <laughs> Thank you, friend. It's great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you have a new book coming out, so we're going to talk about that. But I think we're also good. I want to dig into some of the concepts that I know you've been talking about a lot recently and that you guide women through and that's in the book. But I think let's first just recap your story for anyone who may have not heard the first episode with you or may not have may not be familiar with you. Tell us a little bit about you and um I, you, I know that as a friend, you've always said that you kind of became an accidental entrepreneur. So maybe just give us like a quick spark notes version of that experience and kind of who you are and what you do. Sure. I have a wild story. So <laughs> I live outside of Nashville. My husband and I have five boys and a rescue dog. So very loud house. I'm an entrepreneur. I spent my first 12 years of married life as a stay-at-home mom. That was always my dream is to have a big family and be a stay-at-home mom. I wasn't necessarily good at all the domestic things, but that's what I love doing. 
And in 2007, my husband lost his job and we had a big house and we had bills and it was hard for him to find another job. And then 2008 rolls around and we used up our savings and our home went into foreclosure. And we found ourselves having to lose everything we owned except what would fit into two little mobile storage units. Mm. We spent a summer living with my grandfather. I had my fifth son was born. He was four weeks old. We would drive every day from my grandfather's house to the McDonald's Playland, use the Wi-Fi while my husband's applying for new jobs. And I'm literally Googling on an old broken laptop, how do you make money on the internet? How do you build a business on the internet? Hmm. Fast forward at the end of the summer, he gets a new job. We're back in Nashville. And it gives me a couple of years runway time to build my business. Hmm. And fast forward two years after that, he retires from his job to be a stay-at-home dad to all the boys. Hmm. And I never turned back. I fell in love with the way the internet opens doors of opportunity for women Mm -hmm. to do whatever they want to do, to learn whatever they want to learn, and to build their dreams. Hmm. And I'm obsessed with that concept now. Hmm. Yep, same. <laughs> except I, <laughs> except I don't have the rest of the story, but I would agree on that on that front. I think we've talked a lot about that, but I want to know, like, what for you was the scariest part of shifting your life completely in the middle of a financial crisis and all that kind of fell apart around you from my materials and comfort and you know the life you were used to? Was the scariest part wondering if you'd ever have enough money again, or taking care of kids, or? figuring out what you were supposed to do. Was there something that really stood out to you that was like your greatest fear that came up? Well, here's what's interesting about that time period. I was never scared because things were so hard. All I could think about every day was taking care of my kids and figuring out how to start a business. Like mm. I, I'm an Enneagram seven. So Enneagram sevens in general, if, if anybody knows a lot about Enneagram, we are not ones to kind of sit in our negative feelings. We're ones to get going kind of like threes are too, right? Mm. And I just worked my way out of it. Now, fast forward, um, gosh, I don't know how many years, back a couple of years ago, and I talk about this in the new book, I I had built a big company. Um, Christine Kane, who's an evangelist, she had come to me to go build Propel Women for her, this big global ministry. So I did that. And I'm like, obviously, this is what I'm created to do. Business led into this dream job. I get to do it from home. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I felt God say very clearly, you need to leave the job. You need to build your business again. Let's go. Hmm. And that terrified me because A, I had a dream job. Mm -hmm. I was doing everything I wanted to do. I was writing books, I was speaking, I was doing all of that. But I know how long it takes to build a business again from nothing. And the thought that I was just going to leave that job and then pop up on the internet literally the next day and be like, guess what? I'm back. Yeah. um, Yeah. Was terrifying because the fear for me is that my family, my husband and my children would be the collateral damage in me Mm. fulfilling what I felt like was God's call on my life. Mm. That was terrifying that I was going to hurt them by Mm. taking a chance. And I think that's one of those things that tends to slow many women down Mm -hmm. from going for whatever our calling is in this season. I kind of feel like, you know, our purpose is to accept Lord or not, Mm -hmm. but our calling changes in each season. Mm -hmm. It's different when we're in college. It's different when we're yeah, Young I think adults. we think it's, there's one. Like, I need to yeah, find my no. ultimate calling. And like, I think there's, yeah, there's like different yeah. paths in which you are called in different times of your life based on your experiences and everything. Absolutely. Totally. So in that season, this calling that I was going to obey, the thought that it was going to damage my family terrified me. And that's what almost kept me from moving back into what I'm doing now. Hmm. It almost kept me stuck in something that wasn't for me anymore. Hmm. 
I there's a lot there that I think we could just dig right into. But the first thing I want to sh- just highlight that really stood out to me about what you said is when you were kind of what I would call it like a rock bottom when you guys you know mm-hmm. went through that experience and you said there wasn't even really fear. It was just like survival mode. Yeah, I actually can relate to that in a different way. But one thing that I've been thinking is actually my my word for 2020 was fearless. And then I was like, well, geez, the irony. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that you realize like we're so afraid of a rock bottom like right we're so afraid of what could go wrong in the worst case scenario and then when you walk through the worst case scenario it's like other fears can come up for like the future or other things but when you're in it you're like you there is something like a fight or flight mode that just comes on I think Mm -hmm. and you almost don't really feel the fear of what if what if what if or what could happen or worst it's almost just like you go into survival mode. So that's really interesting. You just try to be like, what can I make happen? And so Mm -hmm. I can relate to that in a different way. So I'm really thankful that you shared that because I think we don't often think when we think about the worst case scenario, we think we're going to sit there and be like, you know, shaking in fear. And I don't actually think that's the case. We like go into survival mode. Um, But what you shared about then later, other fears came up kind of out of that season. Um, And you're right. I think a lot of women do feel like if I pursue this thing, and I think there's a balance, but I do believe we think if I pursue this thing, I'm going to be, um, I, I'm, I'm afraid to risk neglecting my family or them being the collateral damage or them having to pay the price of me going for this. And I wonder if part of that, and let's just like park here for a second. I wonder if a part of that is due to so much of the messaging in the world that we've consumed that's told us, you go, girl, don't apologize to anyone. Don't let anyone get in your way. Don't let anybody, you know, even like, you know, your family or your spouse or you're this or you're that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't even think that's outwardly said, but I think sometimes that messaging can make us think like, oh, if my husband's not in support, like, well, you know, screw him, kind of Z snap, you know, in a, or what is that? Like where you exactly, Z snap yeah. and you go, okay, I'm going to go anyway. <laughs> like, I think sometimes that's what we're encouraged to do as it's like, no, you go for it. It's all about you. It's all about your dreams. And I think that's why we need to have this healthier perspective because that can make us think like, dang, the people in my life are going to pay for this if I really own it. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think that's what owning it really has to look like. I think it can be done with this healthy inclusion of those in our life and with a um, sensitivity to their needs without completely sacrificing what our calling is and understanding that if we walk in the calling that's on our life in this season, it just may not happen super fast. Like it could be something that we take a step, you know, we get 1% closer to and we take small steps towards so that we can slowly build it rather than feeling like you just have to go all in right now, you know, and and totally, totally. sacrifice everything else in your life. So would love your thoughts on that because I think there is a lot of confusing messaging that can make it seem like, no, if you're going to really go for it, you better make sure that's your number one priority at all times. Yeah. And I think that over time, we're going to see the results of that messaging Mm -hmm. show up as very damaging, not only to women, but to their partners and to their families Mm -hmm. and to their friends, because success, true success can't just be success for one person. It has to be success for everyone. And we're humans, like we're interrelational. We, We depend on people, they depend on us. And if something is truly God's calling for us in a season, it's not gonna damage the people that you live with. Mm. It's not, it's not all about you. Mm. It's all about the health of kind of the unit, whether that unit is, is you, it's two people, it's 10 people, whatever that looks like. He is going to call us into things that may be difficult, Mm. that may be risky, that in the middle of it, we may be like, whoo, I think this is going to kill me, Mm -hmm. but we're going to get through it on the other side and look back and go, okay, I didn't even 
I couldn't even wrap my brain around everything that was going to happen if I partnered with God and moved forward in this, Mm -hmm. but I'm so glad it did. And it's always going to be beneficial to us and to the people that we love. Yeah. It should be enriching our, our, the whole circle of our life. Not right. That doesn't mean it won't be hard. There won't be seasons that don't feel enriching, but I think if it's truly aligned with what we're supposed to be doing, then the risk of it damaging is much less than the way that it's enriching our lives. And I think even what you said about how the internet has created this opportunity for women to um, really be able to kind of do both in a way that maybe they didn't feel like it was possible in the past, um, at least with the level of flexibility that it offers. And, you know, it's, I don't know if I ever shared this with you, but um, I had a copywriter that was working for me on a project and they found this Forbes article. I wish I could, I needed to dig it up, but something that stood out to me in it, they were using kind of for some copy and things that we were doing, but there was a quote that Forbes had po- had published that said, um, modern women are, A, they're, they're showing a rise in stay-at-home roles, like working remotely, but B, they said modern women have, for the first time, have the opportunity to blend tradition with innovation. And I was mm-hmm. like, that is why I'm obsessed with this stuff. Like, that's why I love it because that was a hundred percent my heart from the get go. When I said, I want to start a little something because eventually I want to be a stay at home mom, you know? And of course, like that's still the why, even though that's been a harder journey than I anticipated. And so I think that's a lot of women's heart. And I think we don't celebrate that enough. It's not that if that's not your heart, you're wrong, but I just don't think we celebrate enough the women who are trying to find like to are seeking permission, I guess, to do that without neglecting what feels most important to them. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. (laughs) Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. 
Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. And it can be done. Just a couple of years ago, one of my sons was talking to me and he said he referred to me as a stay home mom. And I said, well, I mean, I have an office at home. And at this point, I was gone at least once a month traveling and Mm -hmm. speaking, you know, back when events were a thing. And I was like, buddy, I I travel all the time and I work at home. And he goes, yeah, but you're you're here with us. You're, You're a stay at home mom. And I thought. Okay, I I love that I can be the breadwinner for a family Mm because that's kind of different in this generation and do all the things that I'm called to do. Mm -hmm. And my kids are like, oh, yeah, she's always here. It's great. She's with us. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Even if you're not doing something specifically, the presence and the availability, I think that it creates is such a blessing. And so that's encouraging to me because I'm like, I sure hope my kids will like know I'm available for them when they come along. So that's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, I want to I want to shift gears a little bit, but I think this still is really aligned with this whole uh, complex of I think we really get in our heads a lot about this, and I understand yeah. why. But you talk a lot about your inner critic, and I want to I want to know like what first made you ever even think like kind of dig into that was there something did you wrestle with your inner critic maybe when it was a season of thinking if I pursue this it's going to you know hurt my family or you know these people that I love the most or where did that start coming up for you and why are you kind of really speaking into it for women for I think every woman battles with an inner critic to some degree Mm -hmm. but for me it's from the women that I coach as a business coach Mm -hmm. the inner critic I found to be way more dangerous than all of the messages that women hear Mm -hmm. so what I think is the inner critic knows us better than anyone. And she knows exactly what to say to cut us off at the knees. And I like to think of for women, the inner critic as a she. So I will refer to the inner critic as a she. Mm -hmm. Because she doesn't care about being honest. She cares about keeping us safe. And it's kind of like she worships security and perfectionism and acceptance. Mm -hmm. And On one hand, she's going to tell us that we have to control everything that happens in our lives and and only trust ourselves. And then Mm -hmm. she'll quickly remind us that we aren't smart enough or strong enough or well enough. And Mm -hmm. I like to think of her as kind of like a mentally unstable nanny screaming (laughs) at us to stay safe. Mm -hmm. It's like she's she's telling us to stay safe all the time, but she's also tearing us down in the process 
And it's not that she doesn't want us to succeed. It's that she just doesn't want us to fail. Hmm. And it's not that she doesn't want us to go for promotion or to follow our dreams. It's that she just doesn't want us to put ourselves out there and get told that we're not good enough. Hmm. And what happens is we think that the inner critic knows more than we do. But the inner critic is just this voice in our head trying to keep us safe from everything. And once we kind of look at the inner critic with almost a little bit of pity, like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're just my inner critic and you're scared of the whole world and you're scared of me getting hurt. Mm -hmm. Instead of thinking that the inner critic is this version of ourselves that that knows more information and is smarter than us, Mm -hmm. it finally makes her lose her power. Hmm. Okay. Because we will. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I've never thought of the inner critic as someone who's kind of sole focus is to keep us safe. I always thought about it as someone who's like tearing us down and making us feel bad, but not with that in mind. That makes so much sense. You can keep going. I just needed to say that. (laughs) Yeah. She doesn't know more than we know. Mm -hmm. She is just obsessed that we don't put ourselves out there and take any risk. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I, I literally, I think of her as like a Mrs. Doubtfire, like a mentally unstable, (laughs) crazy nanny. That is the best thing I've ever heard. Whenever you think of your inner critic, just call her Mrs. Doubtfire. That's what I do. That actually works. If you think of the name, she causes doubt and then... Yeah, yep. I think that yeah. totally works. That's hilarious. And even more dangerous is sometimes we think the voice of Mrs. Doubtfire, our inner critic, sometimes we think that's the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And when we hear the inner critic and we're like, oh, I need to really listen to this. Like, this is important. No, it's not. It's hmm. just Mrs. Doubtfire trying to keep us safe. Hmm. She's running along at every corner saying, don't do that. You can mess up. You could have done that better. Hmm. She doesn't know any more than we do. She's just trying to protect us from any risk. So how do we tell the difference? Do you have any thoughts on that? Like if you're, if if I'm, you know, listening to this and I realize, oh my gosh, there's probably been so many times that I thought God was saying like, nope, don't do that. You know, and Mm -hmm. in reality, could it have been, how do you know the difference? Because I think there are times God tells us no or tells us to wait or whatever. But is there, is there something that's a differentiator between the two? Yeah. And everybody hears God a little bit differently. Some people, it's kind of a nudge in their spirit. That's how I feel. And some people just know things. Um, Some people, um, God will use scripture to reveal new truths to them. So it's different from everyone. For me, when God doesn't want me to do something kind of out of the blue in my spirit, I'll just hear like, quit or you need to leave. And, and there's something magical that happens that I know that I know that I know what he's talking about, even though I don't want to hear it. (laughs) And if I don't hear it, sometimes he will send people, he will send friends to me that live across the country to go, I know this sounds crazy, but I feel like the Lord wants me to tell you something. Mm. And at the time that always stinks because I don't want to hear it. But how I've learned to identify the voice of God versus um, my own inner critic is I ask myself about this voice. Is this voice loving? Hmm. because God's voice is always going to be more loving to myself than I would be. Hmm. Um, Does this voice want to shame me into submission or encourage me in obedience? Hmm. Because God is never going to shame us. God will convict us if we need to change something, but he'll never shame us. And our inner critic, that voice is always shaming. And then the other question I ask myself is what I'm hearing right now. Am I led to stay small or am I led to enlarge my faith? Hmm. The inner critic wants us to stay small, stay careful, stay protected. Yeah. But God, God's um, commands to us and his communication with us is always going to lead us to to love ourselves and love others and love him more and enlarge our faith. Hmm. That's good. Write that down, people. Um, so good. OK, <laughs> that's really helpful. And I think you're right. It's really easy to kind of 
I mean, I was just talking to my husband about this in a different circumstance, but I was like, I thought God spoke to me about this, but that is not what happened. And he was like, well, could it have been your thoughts? And I was like, I don't know. I need to figure out what the difference would have been because I, I was pretty positive, you know, and sometimes I think we have to wrestle through that and we need to seek counsel and wisdom from others sometimes um, that we yeah. trust, not just anybody and everybody. So, I mean, I've even had to go through seasons where it's not clearly just clearly defined where I thought it was this and then it turned out to be maybe not or it did but maybe it meant something that I didn't interpret it as right sometimes I think we that God will speak to us or reveal something to us and we think oh that means this will happen at this time when in reality he could be showing us that for two years down the road you know or something like that and so 10 years down the road yeah, yeah yeah so it's just one of those things where it's it's tough I don't think it's just a simple easy thing to do but having some guidelines and some frameworks I think is really helpful so I appreciate you sharing that um I want to ask, um, what would you say? Because I think what can happen with the inner critical, let's just go back to Mrs. Doubtfire for a second. It's, yeah. it's making us doubt ourselves. It's making us want to shrink back. It's causing us to want to be safe and to not put ourselves out there and all of these things. So I would say in addition to, you know, listening for what voice is speaking to us, I think the other piece of this is probably um, having a confidence in knowing who we're listening to and why we're taking Mm -hmm. the steps that we are. And so I want to know what you would say would be the secret to confidence or maybe even the surprising secret to confidence. Oh, I love talking about this. Yes. Okay. So the thing about confidence is we think that we are born with it. We think it's something that people just have like straight hair or brown eyes or a third nipple. Say someone has that. I don't know. Like, like people are just born with confidence or they're not. But the Mm. truth is confidence isn't something that we're born with. It's something that we build. Mm. So confidence is a skill that has to be built up over time. And the only way to build it up is by taking action. People People probably look at you and they look at me and they think, oh, you must feel confident in everything you do Mm because you're an author and a speaker and your business is going well. Mm -hmm. But every time we do something new, because at least for me, I'm guessing for you too, it's, oh, this, this could be the one thing that doesn't work. Right. Totally. I mean, and sometimes the more success you've had in the past, the more the stakes are higher and you're even more afraid. Right. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. I've learned through the years is confidence is built by obedience and doing the work every single day. I mean, think about it. When you're a kid, you first learn to ride a trike, and then you have training wheels, and then one falls off, and you don't even notice, and then you're riding a big bike, and you wreck a few times, and you're wobbly, but you get it. Mm. And it's the same way with everything. We build confidence the same way we learn how to ride a bike. Mm. And we gain confidence when we decide to just take one step, and maybe that's saying one prayer or a lap around the track or reading a chapter in the Bible or making one sale in our business or saying we're sorry to somebody, just doing those little individual things that we feel like at the time are going to kill us. Mm -hmm. And then we get through it. We look back and go, okay, I can do it. And then we do it again and again and again. And before we know it, we're confident, but it's definitely not anything that people are born with. And even if we are born with it, I feel like life would kind of beat it out of us. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that's so true. But when women tell themselves the story that, oh, I'm just not a confident person, we hold ourselves back. We have to shift that story from I'm not a confident person to I may not be confident in this yet, but I'm going to build it. Hmm. That's good. That's so good. Can you share, um, not to put you on the spot here, but can you share a couple practical steps that you can give our audience to push back on self-doubt and actually build that confidence and get to a place where they feel 
that they've actually built that up? Like, what does that actually look like? Um, just maybe if there's one, two or three just steps that we can take, if it feels like, okay, that sounds great. I want to build it. How do I start? Yeah. Okay. So confidence always comes from taking action. I think sometimes we focus on our mindset too much. I mean, Mm. yes, mindset is important because if your mindset is unhealthy, it will absolutely take you out. So just an example, say you want to write a book and what happens is women will go, I'd like to write a book one day. And we Google, how hard is it to write a book? And Google tells us, you know, if you're not famous or infamous or well-connected or an audience of a million people, it's not going to happen, which is not true. Mm -hmm. And what happens right in that moment is women lose confidence in their dream. But I'm a big believer that when you have a dream, it is because God has put that dream in your heart because every woman dreams in a different and unique way. Mm -hmm. And what happens is women go, Oh, I'm so afraid that this dream of mine is selfish. Well, I believe very clearly that God has put us here on this earth to partner with him and that he cares about our work, whether our work is, you know, an accountant or we're finishing up college or we are running our own business or writing, whatever it is, he cares about it and he cares that it gets done. So when we want to kind of overcome that lack of confidence, you want to sit down and go, okay, what are the first three steps? We don't know what all hundred steps are going to be. What are the first three steps with writing a book? One, I'm going to get some coaching or get some mentoring from someone who's been there and learn what I don't know. Learning what you don't know is key because you have to have help. Mm-hmm. Two, you're going to figure out how to start writing, what mm-hmm. you want to do. Mm-hmm. Three, here's the most important step. You are going to be so overcome with, I can't do this. You're going to hear every message in the world. You're going to tell Mrs. Doubtfire is going to come in and tell you that you don't know what you're doing. You don't have a big audience. You don't even have a great book idea. The third step is the most important, and that's to keep doing it, keep taking action every day, even if you decide to write for 10 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Over time, confidence will grow even when you don't realize it, and you will look back in a month or you'll look back in two months and go, okay, I totally know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But it's really important to get help, whether it's um, Googling. I, I'm, you know what I always say, Jordan, with God and Google, we're unstoppable. Mm-hmm. You can find <laughs> literally you can like find that needs to free. be a t-shirt. I'm serious. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> Um, you, you can find out for free with Google. You can get mentored by somebody. You can have coaching or join a community of, of women that are, are working on something, but having, having voices in your life to give you the information. So when you don't know something, you won't be like, well, this is a sign I mm-hmm. shouldn't do it. Yeah. You need those voices in your life to tell you what to do step-by-step. Step. Yeah, that's good. So good. Okay. Tell us about, as we're talking about the steps we can be taking and actions we mm-hmm. can be taking, tell us about the book. Tell us about Standing Strong because I think that's an action everyone needs to take to just get that book and read it. I think that's part of the mindset and action taking in one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Standing Strong, it's really a love letter to women, love letter to women with a dream in their hearts. Because like I said before, too many women will have a dream in their hearts and they'll go, oh, this is selfish or, you know, who am I? to step out? Who am I to try to build this thing? Whether that dream is to adopt a child or to write a book or to start a business, whatever it is, so many women are held back by this belief that this idea that they have is selfish or it's going to hurt the people around them that they love if they actually go for it. Mm -hmm. And I believe so much that God wants to partner with women. I believe, you know, the nature of God is partnership, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and that we were all made and created in this world to do great work, whatever that work is. And a partnership mindset for us to move in, into the into the future is to go, okay, 
I'm in this with God and I'm going to get strength from him. I'm going to get wisdom from him. And I may not be perfect or particularly brilliant or amazing, but God's the real source of power. And this dream he's put in my heart, I'm going to partner with him to bring it to life as opposed to the world's message that you talked about when we were talking earlier that, you know, you go girl, you've got it. Mm -hmm. Because what really makes me angry is that message of pull yourself up by the bootstraps. It doesn't matter who you hurt along the way. Mm -hmm. You're not sorry for anything. You're not going to apologize. That is so damaging because it does leave damage in its wake, right? Mm -hmm. That's not saying I'm going to lean on God and partner with him to do the things that he's put in my heart to do. Mm -hmm. And what happens is women are almost set up for failure for that because when we're not tuned into the real source of strength and we're not doing it in a healthy way, if it's not successful, who are women going to blame? Mm-hmm. They're going to blame themselves. Yeah. But I believe that this generation of women is the generation of women that are going to change the world for the better. But the only way we do that is by partnering with truth and doing it in a really healthy way. So the book's kind of divided up into three parts. The first mm-hmm. part is the truth about women, our identity and our strength. And then the middle part is those those things that hold us back where we get stuck. And then the third part is kind of a step-by-step of how to move forward in life. Hmm. So good. So good. You guys go get that book. Seriously, I've already gotten to start digging into it, and it is a good read, and it's a very, I think, needed, timely message. So, Allie, where can everyone actually go get it if they want to buy the book? Thank you, friend. It is everywhere books are sold, and um, I think it's out September 29th. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, Allie, thank you for all that you've already shared and for everything that you've written in the book and the wisdom that you share. I feel like in so many ways we're, uh, I was saying this off, off air, but I just really feel like in, <laughs> in many of our parts of our story, I can just really, I feel like you're like a big sister in my life. So thank you for everything that you've shared with us. Last question is where can everyone follow you um, outside of just getting the book? Oh, yeah. I'm Allie Worthington everywhere online, website and Instagram. And then my podcast is the Allie Worthington Show. Awesome. Thanks for being on, friend. Thanks so much. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 